Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Um, welcome to another uh, rendition of Fragments of Silicon Reviews. Um, another two review. Uh, actually, we got three reviews this week. One is happening on Wednesday. Um, kind of an odd situation there. I'll delve into it at the um, end of the second review this week. Two but, is definitely enough for one day. Yeah. Um, anyway, so first up, we are reviewing yet another visual novel. Um, yeah, I know we, we've been covering a, quite a few of these over the year, and you know, especially recently. That happens when you have friends who do visual novels. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. So first up, we have a game called uh, Neo no Kami, The Two Princess Knights of Kyoto, um, a recent release from Sekai Project. Um, if you recall... We were supposed to have Sekai Project on the um, uh, show recently, but a last-minute uh, change of plans uh, nixed that until next year. Um, so kind of as a consolation prize, they gave us two visual novels to review. Um, trying, uh, trying to remember the full title of the second one. It's like Memory Code 01. or It's some really weird title that I don't have in front of me. Like and we'll be reviewing after the holiday, uh, after the Thanksgiving Day holiday. But um, in this case, uh, right. So Neo no Kami is a first for us, as in this is our first um, eighteen plus um, visual novel. Now, you probably uh, expected that this would come sooner or later. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, a big part of the visual novel genre is, you know, well, sex. It's like, and um, I wouldn't call Neo no Kami a pure hentai title. Yeah, there's not a, I mean, there's fan service and stuff, but there's only, like, two sex scenes, and it's definitely more heavily narrative-based rather than, I mean, if you want to, if you want to just do something with porn in it, there are way more, yeah, I'm like efficient ways to do that. How, it's like, um, how do I put this? Like, if you want to see the, you know, like the actual porn visuals, um, there are ways to do that, and that's all I'll say in this space. 
um, due to whoever, who might be listening. But, um, but um, I should also mention that uh, Neo no, uh, Kami on Steam um, is censored and has to be there is a uh, There is a uncensoring patch available that was provided to us by uh, our contact at yes. so Sekai Project. So. Here's the thing I haven't mentioned about the patch to you guys. Um, that patch actually costs money. Oh, it mm. does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, um, you That's actually odd. have to buy that separately. Um, like, uh, Denpasoft has it. And I believe it's $5? Yeah, so that's the thing to keep in mind. Uh, if you, I'll admit I don't know exactly what was mosaic or censored because I had the patch installed. And um, for those, Yeah, we weren't sure if we had it installed right because of yeah. I, we were ha- how you do it, which is just dumping a file in a... Yeah, in a it's like um, putting it in the... Um, putting it in the file directory was enough. Uh, we were told mm-hmm. by uh, by Audi that um, the the file had to be overwritten. Try doing that, and the, we, the game wouldn't work. But, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you uh, you can just um, put it in there. Oh, it's like, oh. Um, actually, there might be three sex scenes. It's, oh, my. Well, anyway, there are... Well, the like well, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the patch page, and, like, uh, there's a scene that I didn't get to. That's probably in the, um, uh, in the side story. More on that in a bit. Anyway, there aren't many, and they come late in the story. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, this is more about... Um, what, you know, it's character stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like, but I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's like, this can also be used for wanking too. Yeah. It's like, not just, not just the visuals, but, you know, it's very heavy prose about, you know, describing lesbian acts. So, yeah, so if that's your thing, yes. we found your niche. Well, it's like you probably already own this, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I suppose we should talk about what, aside from the sex, what is, you know, who, uh, what is Neo no Kami and who are the two princess knights? So this is one of those stories about an ordinary high schooler who... Uh, suddenly gets dragged into a world of fantastic stuff. Uh, more or less. It's like, you know... So, yeah. like, 80% of anime... Stop, yes, I was going to say, stop me if you've heard this one. Yeah. I, I'm like... <laughs> that's definitely one of the things that I noted about about the whole package. Um, not going to lie, everything is pretty conventional. I'm yeah, like... The, the, the background of the story is... I mean, you get... There's some interesting stuff regarding the locale being in Kyoto that I assume is fairly faithful and some interesting... I don't know, the, the world setup doesn't seem like it's completely boring and stuff, but it's fairly predictable, I think. 
yeah, you could say that. Um, it's all set up. It's very Shinto themed, except for the uh, special weapons that they can use don't look like traditional Japanese weapons. Right. Um, like, the bad guys are traditional Japanese. Uh, they're called Ayakashi, but they're basically traditional Japanese monsters like Kitsune and. Yeah, uh, that was a bit like that. that. Yeah, that was a bit of an oddity there, since they were called like crows instead of uh, Tengu warriors. Well, Tengu are. The description was a little bit different than the way Tengu were often described, but yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. the foxes were clearly Kitsune, and and so on and so forth. And, uh, and on the other hand, they had the name Oni instead of Ogre. Yeah, which is not literally the same word, but it's a very very close equivalent that's really easy to use, so most people do. Right. And. Um, and the dogs, I'm not sure exactly what dog-like monster they're resembling, but there are plenty of those, so... I couldn't place it either. Like, but... Uh, there is more substance going on here than, say, Supipara. Mm-hmm. It's like, Supipara was um, the most generic one of these I've played all year. You know, in spite of the um, heightened production values of that title. Like, and... Also, and speaking of conventional, the arts of uh, Neo no Kami isn't going to really wow anyone either. Like, it's fairly... It's cute. It's fairly standard. Uh, yeah. It, it's standard stuff. Like, it looks like visual novel art, yeah. and I'm like... There, there are two kinds of girls in this game, uh, girls with very flat chests and girls with pretty big boobs. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, from a design... Not, not much thing, in between. Like, for... Everything's fairly um, generic. I'm like, and... Um, the... The figures are moved around uh, to simulate action sometimes, but there is no actual animation. Uh, mm-hmm. I won't lie, Supipara kind of destroyed my expectations on that level, given how <laughs> how much the world. Well, been a video and perhaps and such. Yeah, it's like you know, Supipara. I, I know I keep bringing it up, but like that game had. That visual novel had just such high production values, you know, fully animated speech and, um, like, fully animated opening song. That was another odd thing. The opening song, the opening, um, uh, uh, crawl, whatever you want to call it, that, that shows up at, like, the end of Chapter 2. I don't know why exactly. I mean, maybe some of the scenes that were in there, but... They didn't necessarily have to have them there. Or, like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's beyond me. Um, also worth mentioning, this is a narrative visual novel. Um, there are no choices. There is no gameplay. There, you know, th- there is none of that. Um, it's a pure, you're, you're going through, on uh, you're reading the story. It's a visual novel in the truest sense of the word, like Supi, like Supipara was. Now, 
Um, and and that, that's another reason why I keep comparing it to Superpower, because that's the other pure visual novel I play. You know, the house in Fata Morgana comes close, but you still had some gameplay. You know, very, very minimal, but still enough to say that there were gameplay elements. Um, this one, no. The, you know, there are no choices. There are no actions. There are no multiple endings. It, um, it's a book, basically. Yeah, and you and the way that it's set up is you go through what it's four chapters of the main story, and then yeah. there are side stories that are about other couples yeah. that you've met during the game, mostly. Yeah, I'm like uh, there were some there were some pretty extremely unsubtle. Oh, hey, she bumps into two girls who are definitely not a couple. <laughs> except, that they are, <laughs> except that they are. Right. Yeah. No, but, but it's like they, they sort of do a... They, they try to hide it, but they do a really, really, really terrible job of it. Well, well that's actually part of the story. Like, uh, like, th- like that's actually the catalyst for something. You know, okay. I, I can't really go into it without spoiling because it's actually a really big part of the romantic side of the uh, the equation. I mean, you know, there's, you know, um, like the main there. You got the main story, which is dealing with all the monsters and the cultists. Like you're actually fighting like two different factions here. Like, and I don't know. It's like. I, I'm, I never got a sense of what they wanted to do with that because, well, from what where I was, the, the story was incomplete. You know, and you know, you, um, you had your the heroine um, trying to argue for a more reasoned approach versus a hardened approach, and uh, is that yeah, they, they start throwing off some hints pretty early on, like the first on her first night out doing the. Uh, patrol thing, they run into a kitsune who definitely comes off as less malicious than everybody seems to think they are, so I expected that to be a little bit more complicated than just, oh, they're actually really just nothing but bad guys. Yeah, and and really, despite it, like, trying to be the main thrust of this visual novel, it's actually the romantic side. Because um... That's the one that really has a, you know, a full arc. I mean, the, you know, the two intersect with each other um, at the end because um, without going into too much in the way of spoilers, um, it's a, you know, it's a fatalistic relationship due to... Um, Circum- due to ritualistic circumstances, let's say. Mm-hmm. Now, I, and you know that dri- you know that drives a wedge between them, and the and the story was not resolved. I, like I said, I honestly, there might be like a final story part after all the side stories. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how many side stories there were. Like, I actually managed to finish the main story for once. You know, it, it, it's like these visual novels are are pretty long. Like, um, let me just... Do yeah, my... I only finished, like, I, I got a little ways into the second chapter. Yeah, um, yeah, I put about 
19 hours into this thing. You know, it can... Granted, that wasn't all playtime because, you know, I had it on when I wasn't playing it. But it's still, you know, it's still, a you know, you're going to get about 20 hours, probably more, um, from this title, which is a really good value ratio, but we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the main story, I'd say, is the romantic angle. I mean, how that's what it's being sold off. It's not being sold on the, um, you know, clashing with the monsters. Well, it is, but it's secondary to the fact that, hey, look, lesbians. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, look, character who thought who has had a crush on and wanted to marry your character since you were a kid, and she thought you were a boy then, but she doesn't seem to mind that much. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yep. I'm like... Uh, well, and I'm get, and it's got some, you know, I thought they um, drew out the drama of uh, of the density a little too much. Like, you know, um, Lem doesn't really notice until chapter three, and you're just going, oh, fuck's sakes. You, you, you're really not thinking Especially, it, it might be partially about the way that it's dubbed, because uh, one of the things between Japanese and English is that in Japanese it's really a lot easier to leave certain things hanging in a sentence. But if nothing else, in the dub, they're really bad at having people start to say that they love you or that or that they love each other or they've fallen for each other or that they're a couple or something and not being able to, like, hide it very well. Right. All right. Uh, anyway... I did. Uh, I did like the. Uh, I did like the the thing that happened um, at the first after the first sex scene, because they actually play with it a bit. Um, in that in that they have sex, but um, the love confession doesn't happen. At least not there. Like, not going to really spoil things, but that happens at the end of the end of the fourth chapter. It's like, because, like I said, there's actually a bit of depth to this, uh, to this romance in the, in, in the fact that, you know, um, Lim is uncertain of her feelings. Which is actually a really natural thing and, you know, she's, it takes her a while to figure some shit out before coming around to the realization that, um, <laughs> that, that, uh, you know, that, that she is in love. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, th- let's see. This comes to us from developer Kudro, um, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, so be gentle. Um, Kuro Iridoru uh, Yomji. I, I think that's uh, I think I think that's how you pronounce that. Here, I'll, I'll give this to you. So, Hawkeye. Um, well, it's what it's what you majored in. No, yeah. Kuro Iridoru Yomiji. 
right, there we go. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so and they're they're an, it's not a person; it's a group. They're an amateur group. Um, they've done a lot of work. Um, in fact, I, um, there's a subtle plug for another one of their games in the glossary. I, I suppose that was one of the more unique... That was probably the most unique thing about this um, game was the fact that they had a glossary of terms. You know, they'll mention something in blue... Yeah, so so you get um, background on some characters. You get to learn about Abe no Seme, who Japanese people probably don't need a primer on, but it can be useful for people who ha- who aren't Japanese and haven't, for example, seen Abe no Bashi. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some background events in the game are described in there. Right, and um, like... The game in question is called um, Sacrament of the Zodiac, the Confused Sheep, and the Tamed Wolf. Um, it's technically its own thing, but it deals with... Um, this is apparently where an earthquake hit six months before this story. Mm-hmm. And, like, a couple of... Uh, and I think a couple of the girls showed up there in a cameo appearance. Or yeah, Hitsuji is this, probably the sheep, so she shows up right at the very beginning in the pr- in the prologue. Yeah, I'm like it's a small connection, but it's there, uh, and um, you don't need to play the um, Sacrament Sheep game to know what's going on here. It, you know, th- this is its own thing. Um, let's see the music. Uh, the music is um, fairly standard visual novel fare at this point. Um, it's fairly, you know, it, um, it's got the irreverent bouncy, um, tune when you're, when you're dealing with the minutiae of, um, snacks and shit. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that in the, in this game. Because it has cute girls, they have to, it has cute girls, they have to have snacks. Um, you know, you've got your battle theme, which is uh, definitely the best um, a piece of music in the game. <laughs> you know, you've got your ambient theme, your you know your danger theme, and so on and so forth. I'm like, I don't, and I don't think this has a separate um, soundtrack, at least not on Steam. Like, uh, let me just make sure of that. Uh, Uh, let's see. Um, possibly outside of Steam, but uh, yeah, I'd imagine something like this would have an outside of Steam Steam soundtrack. There we go. I hate that. Um, let's see. Well, let me see. Is there any? Uh, I I think there's actually DLC supposed to be coming for this, um, because the Indiegogo campaign. Um, that they ran. Mm-hmm. And was um, the Indiegogo but, just for localization, or was that actually get the game made? I think development, actually. Yeah, I'm like, I think it was development. Ah. Yeah, I've seen the Indiegogo campaign before this came out, so... Yeah, I'm like, and that, and that would explain why the um, story is currently incomplete. Like, 
because it's you know that's probably coming in the DLC. Mm. Wow. Um, anyway, yeah, but there is no DLC right now. There is no soundtrack listing. Um, um, yeah, so, so basically, this is something we're going to hear about in our interview with Audi. Possibly, very possibly, yeah. if we remember it by January. <laughs> yeah, something to write down on the questions list or whatever. I don't make those until like a few days before. Well, yeah, I know, but like, like I said, if I remember, uh, let's see. So, I think we've covered all the major features here. Um, so I'm going to go over the price. It's $10. Well, the Steam version is $10. And, um... Does it cost different on the other source? I mean, I know the patch is extra money, but... Well, yeah, I think that's what we're going for, because I didn't see any other sellers like Humble. I know Humble wouldn't sell this, because... (laughs) I'm like, uh... It's like, I think I've seen it for more, uh, like, elsewhere, like $25. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but is that I'm like pre-uncensored or? I think that is the uncensored version, but I'm like um, the Denpa soft patch is five dollars. I now I'm I don't know if that's the same patch we got. I'm like I'll be honest, I don't know exact. It, it could be from another um, group, or this could be an unofficial patch. So um, buyer beware. We were given a patch by Audi. We don't know if this is the one that you have to pay for. That was not specified. Yeah, so um, any kind of patches you get is kind of outside of the scope of the review because we did not have to purchase that. that. We were given it. It worked. If the $5 patch works with it, that's still a $15 game, which is not that bad. Right. I'm like, um, yeah, this game at $10 is um, recommended uh, if the material agrees with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, if you're not into that this kind of thing, <laughs> please don't. Yeah, it's like... Do yourself a favor. Yeah, it's like, if you, if you object to the content, you know what you can do is not buy the game. Mm-hmm. It's like... I, I think this is an argument that's kind of gotten lost in the modern age. Yeah. You know, it's like... You know, on a lot of sides. It's, you know... You know, but that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, final thoughts from you guys. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, that made it through my phone. Um, I hope I have time to play some more of it, because it does seem like a cute game, and uh, it definitely feels to me reasonably well, so... Uh-huh. The, values, the production values, I mean, like, the art and stuff, and the music seemed pretty good, even if they're not ridiculous like they were in Subivara. Hmm. Yeah, I played some of it, and I'm interested in playing some more of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a copy of this game, and I'm also not that big into visual novels, so yeah, that's... I might not go look into getting it either way, so that's just me personally. Right. Um, right, okay, I think that'll about do it, uh, you know, as I said, uh, recommend, if I had to give it a score, I'd say a six, honestly, like, I played better visual novels this year, I played worse, like, and this is definitely somewhere in the middle, 
Um, like, I, I think it um, most stands out with its, um, at least uh, in our review lineup, with its um, content. Although there are other um, visual novels that have this kind of content. Um, there are other visual novels that have way more of this content. We mm-hmm. might review one of those one day. Who knows? Yeah, d- definitely don't get... Th- this is not, like, where you're going if you just want uh, like, something to get off on, but it is a nice story that also has some some of that well, if you like it as a yeah. side dish. You know, this also doesn't seem to be recommended to be your first visual novel. Yeah. I- I'm like, if you're talking, like, pure wank material, I- I'd say more, well, Sekai Project's um, Sakura series. I'm like, we were going to talk about that in the interview because they they have a lot of Sakura games, and I'm like, they're porny as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. and, but we didn't get a copy of any of, uh, and there are a lot of these. Shit, they're, they're like, what, eight, ten? I don't know. I, 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 I it is of, a large number. Yeah. But anyway, um, that'll about do it for this review. Um, be sure to tune in about ooh, a half an hour from now uh, when we review Dead Age. And until then, I wish you good gaming. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.